Hello. Hi. Welcome to Sipping with Snapped, a true crime podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Mary. And I'm Kylie. We are a mother-daughter duo interested in true crime. Some material may be disturbing because we do discuss murder. And adult beverages. We try not to swear, but sometimes bad words do fall out. <laughs> Join in on the conversation. Find us on Instagram at Sipping with Snapped. Tweet us at Sipping Snapped. To suggest a story, find us online, www.sippingwithsnapped.com. Or join our Facebook group, Sipping with Snapped, a true crime podcast. So, uncork your favorite bottle of wine. Or pour yourself a cocktail and let's talk snapped. Hello. Ooh, same time. <laughs> I know. That's good vibes. You owe me a Coke. <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a Coke. <laughs> okay, you can have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're not Coke drinkers, PSA. I should say Sprite. I know. <laughs> Pepsi. <laughs> you guys used to run on diet Pepsi. Oh, yeah. Not so bad anymore. No, no. Now it's like not. So today's beverage, I found Monaco cocktail. Yeah, I saw an ad for it, but I've never tried it. It has a rooster. Yes, <laughs> with a cocktail. <laughs> I love it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite is the blue crush but that's probably the most dangerous so each can has two shots yeah and the blue crush has vodka tequila gin and rum oh man they really crushed it all in there <laughs> yes crushed the tequila crush is good it's a lime drink mm -hmm. with tequila so it's kind of like a margarita yeah they all seem to be like nice nice mixed drinks mm-hmm Yes, the citrus rush has uh, just vodka. Yeah. So it, and uh, it's two shots in each one. So it's like when you pour one. your own drink at home, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a nice heavy handed beverage and it will, you will feel it. So be careful. Right. Choose plenty. Set a limit. <laughs> <laughs> know what you're getting into. This is your PSA. And I just, I can't get over the, the rooster on it, the cock cocktail. <laughs> I actually just watched that stand-up. Mm -hmm. It's an old one, a little bit of it, where it's the words that you can't say on television. Oh, I'm forgetting that comedian. Oh. But he goes into a thing about how ass and cock are like maybe words because you can get away with it if it's referring to the animal. That's funny. And oh, man, it was so funny. Mm -hmm. So that's what I think of. Yes. You know the actor Dick Van Dyke? Yeah. So if they censored his name, he would be beep, Van, beep. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. And that's just his name. I know, the poor, poor guy. guy. <laughs> that's so funny. Mm -hmm. The case. What is it? What is it today? The case from North Carolina. We're going to North Carolina. Oh, yeah. Shout out all my moders. Yes. Shout out to all those North Carolina people. <laughs> put in my little accent. North Carolina. Yo. Donald Larry Gash. He went by Don. Was born on April 5th, 1955 in Henderson County, North Carolina. All right. He lived in that town his entire life. Yeah. That sounds about right. <laughs> born, raised, and died. Oh, yeah. Henderson County is located south of Asheville, which is a beautiful part of our country. Oh, yeah. Never forget. Torin over there. Yes. This area is nestled in the middle of the Blue Ridge Mountains. Mm -hmm. And 
it's on the the state's western edge, like the western side of North Carolina. So it's where the mountains are. Yeah. A duh. That it borders West Virginia? It borders Tennessee. Tennessee. My bad. Tennessee mountains. <laughs> it's just absolutely gorgeous. It is. There's a lot in that one state because they have the mountains and they've got the coastline mm-hmm. and they've got the farmland. Oh, it's beautiful. You know? Yes. Yes. I agree. It goes from mountains to flat to ocean. To then sea level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don was born out of wedlock. Oh. And he was adopted by his biological aunt and her husband. Oh, wow. Interesting. But he had a rough upbringing. Oh. There was some physical abuse. And despite the turmoil in the home, Don was a happy, well-adjusted teenager. Oh, he turned it around. Yes, he was described as outgoing. He had a lot of really close friends. He was active, played sports, he played football, Uh and he was also in the future Farmers of America, speaking of farmland. (laughs) <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, I love that those clubs exist because that, that wasn't at my high school, you know. So <gasps> My uncle, uh huh. they had a rifle club and the kids brought loaded rifles to school. What? This was back in the, oh the 60s, my like 1960 because he graduated in 64. Yeah. Yeah, they had a rifle club. They shot after school, so they brought their rifles to school loaded. That is crazy. Yes. What a different time. Time. Totally different. I was looking through his yearbook and there were these kids with guns. And I was like, what's this? And he goes, oh, that's the rifle club. Oh, wow. Yeah. Just like walking into school with a rifle, just like, howdy doody, mm-hmm. Miss Sally, I'm just gonna go. And this was up in Wisconsin. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the segue. Hold on. No, I love like the, when people do the little <laughs> side notes. It's like, wow, this was a different time. That was like a total veering off the road. Who knows? He maybe he brought heavy machinery to <laughs> school because he was future farmers. <laughs> Went to school with a tractor one day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My dad said he used to ride his horse to school. I know. He tells me that all the time. I'm like, okay. It's hysterical. In the snow both ways. <laughs> all right, let's get back on this. While in high school, Don started dating a popular cheerleader named Gail Christine Hutchinson. Oh, yay. And Gail was born on December 22nd, 1953. Mm-hmm. She was the youngest of three and grew up in a very strict religious household. Oh, wow. Yeah. So when Gail became pregnant <gasps> with Don's child. No. Can you say, cue the shotgun wedding? Uh-huh. Hey, rifle club, get out here. <laughs> Walk her down the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> 21 gun salute. Yep. In June 1972, they got married. Mm-hmm. And later that year, while Don was in high school still, their son, Donald Edward Gash, was born. Wow. So how old were they? Gail was 18. She just graduated high school. Mm-hmm. Don was now a senior. Uh-huh. He had a boy. So he was married with a boy as a senior in high school. Wow. So he was 17 when they got married. Right. Just depending on where his birthday landed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, April 5th. So he's April 5th, 1955. She's December 22nd, 1953. Okay. Ooh, older lady. Ooh. So later that year, while Don was still in high school, their son was born. Don graduated from West Henderson High School. And then in 1977, their daughter Jennifer was born. Wow. They got married in 72. He had his son later that year. He graduated in 73. Uh-huh. Their next child was born in 77. Hopefully that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> it does. So they, yeah. So even though everything happened quickly, they stayed together, obviously, and decided to have another child together. Mm -hmm. 
Don grew up on a 21-acre cattle ranch. Wow. And this is where he and his young family decided to live. So they moved into his aunt's house. Okay. So the house that's already on there, they didn't build another property on the 21 acres? No. Okay. And then Gail's mom moved on to the property uh, when she brought a trailer. Oh, so she brought her own. <laughs> She's <laughs> yes. like, I'm bringing my, hey, I'm moving in, but I'm bringing my own house. Right. Exactly. I just need a little plot of land. Thanks. Gail was a stay-at-home mom, as most moms were in the 70s mm-hmm. slash early 80s. Yes. Don worked at a local paper mill. Okay. We know those. Whew. Yep. Stinky, stinky. <laughs> he brought home a nice paycheck, and everything was hunky-dory for about 15 years. Yeah. In 1984, tragedy struck. <gasps> Gail's mom had developed a drinking problem uh-huh. and she passed out while smoking a cigarette <gasps> in her trailer and the cigarette started her trailer on fire. It started a blaze. Yeah. So it engulfed the trailer uh-huh. because it's a trailer. Yep. It's, no, it's, it's, <laughs> right. What is it called? Um, flammable. Highly flammable. Yeah. And she was still inside this trailer. So Don heroically pulled her out. No But way. it was too late Aww. because she died from her injuries sustained in the fire. Yeah. Because if she's asleep yes. and then it happened, she was defenseless, essentially. Yes. Gail took this incident extremely hard and was later hospitalized due to a suicide (gasps) attempt. Yeah. Not long after that, a tumor was found on Don's spinal cord. No. Back to back. But he had an operation to remove it, which left him unable to work and he began claiming disability benefits. Mm -hmm. The Gash family began to struggle financially, putting a strain on Don and Gail's marriage. Oh, for sure. But eventually they decided to make things better. Mm -hmm. In 1991, Gail earned a degree in psychology from the University of North Carolina, Asheville. No way. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. She worked in social services and mm-hmm. also a local law firm. That's awesome because she can relate on a personal level to, you know, tragedy and loss after losing her mother and going through the medical thing with Dawn. Yes. Yeah. She was empathetic. Exactly. She can say, literally, I know what you're going through to some people. Mm-hmm. I was there. Yep. Don began working as an assistant high school football coach. Wow. And he was also a member of the Etowah. It's E-T-O-W-A-H. Etowah. Oh. Sounds like Etowah. Yeah. Yeah. Etowah Horseshoe Fire Department. Volunteer Fire Department. Oh, so, okay. So it's the fire department with a clever name. (laughs) I'm thinking Native American, Etowah. Yeah. Etowah Horseshoe Volunteer Fire Department, where he eventually became fire chief. Oh, wow. Good for him. So his spine must not be that bad if he could be a firefighter. I know, but he could claim disability. Interesting. Yeah. Question mark, question mark. Yeah. (laughs) And he decided to become a volunteer firefighter firefighter because of the death of his mother-in-law mm-hmm. yeah, that turning tragedy. tragedy into triumph yeah exactly however tragedy would soon strike again oh no on friday march 26 2004 judith gash who was the wife of don's cousin uh-huh. she called the henderson county sheriff's department to file a missing persons report on don gash oh so judith was the cousin's wife
wife, but he was she was close to Don. Okay, so yeah, like a cousin-in-law. That, make, that makes total sense. Yeah, cousin-in-law. And they used to talk all the time. Yeah, especially if you live in the same town and stuff, and if he grew up there forever, then... Yeah, if they're like BFFs. Yeah. But she hadn't heard from him in two days, so she called with concern. Oh. Sheriff's investigators drove to the Gash residence that Saturday. Mm -hmm. They spoke to Don Jr., who was still living at home at the age of 31. (laughs) (laughs) You know, sometimes I forget how much time has passed, so I thought you were going to say, like, 16-year-old Don Jr., and then he said 31. (laughs) You know, 31. Maybe he's a farmhand. I mean, 21 acres. Oh, right, though. Don Jr. said the last time he saw his father was on Thursday. So this was Saturday. Mm -hmm. He said the last time he saw his dad was on Thursday evening. And he saw his mom the next morning when she was asleep. I don't know how she he saw her asleep unless he went into the room to say bye. Yeah, exactly. Like, off to go feed the cows and cluck the hens and whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bye, Mom. Kiss, kiss. <laughs> He explained it was not uncommon for him not to see his parents for days at a time. He also added that, oh, um, my car is missing. And he assumed that his mother took it. Okay. I guess that kind of makes sense as a grown man, especially if he works the farm or has a different full-time job that you wouldn't see your parents, like, depending on your schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 31, I mean, it stays out late. But not reporting your car missing is kind of weird. Kind of sketchy. Yeah. Investigators searched the 21-acre property and near a barn investigators noticed a burn pile. Inside the barn, they found a large blue rubber storage tub. No, those are never good. Deputies opened it and were horrified by what they found inside. So, trigger warning. No. They found Uh a large human torso with the head, arms, and legs missing. Yes. It's so gross because you know it's going to happen because you can't fit a whole body. You've got to take the sides off. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it still grosses you out every time. (laughs) Oh, it's, yes, yes. These remains were also burned. Mm. But whoever tried to burn this body did not know how high the temperature needs to be in order to burn a body. Mm -hmm. And remember Don's spinal cord operation? Yeah. There was a large scar on the back of this torso. Oh, exactly where. So they tried, but they did not succeed. And so they must have put him into the blue thing as Mm -hmm. like plan B. That's what I'm thinking. This scar identified the victim as Donald Larry Gash. Yeah, before they could do the DNA, they were able to even. Yeah, like this scar matches, which is why they look for scars and tattoos and moles, because those are things that you can't move. Right. Or remove easily. Yeah. The search for Gail Gash became urgent. Was she another victim or was she the perpetrator? Bum, bum, bum. Gail Gash. <laughs> Gail Gash. I know. Gail Gash. Julia Gulia. <laughs> Don Jr.'s car was quickly located in the cemetery about a half mile from the house. Mm-hmm. There was blood on the steering wheel and the seat. Oh, no. Yes. 
the gash, children were brought in for questioning. Mm -hmm. Investigators learned that Don and Gail's marriage was not as happy as it appeared. Oh. It was not as great as it was on Facebook. (laughs) They slept in different bedrooms. Uh Uh-huh. And there was rumors that Don was having an affair. Oh. Plus, years before her husband's murder, Gail had repeated run-ins with the law herself. Wow. While working for the Henderson County Department of Social Services, she was investigated for food stamp fraud. No way. Mm-hmm. Stealing food stamps. And which into... Th- is, yeah, which they, they're a double-income family. Like, they don't need to be stealing food stamps. Well, he's a volunteer firefighter. Oh, that's true. And a assistant football coach, so he might not be being paid for either. And in 2001, she was convicted of six counts of obtaining property by false pretenses at another job. And she was sentenced to five years probation. So basically she stole from both of her jobs. Pretty much. Yes, that's exactly what she did. Yep. Don had confided in friends that Gail tried to kill him on (gasps) two prior occasions. Oh my gosh. See, that's the thing. If one time is enough times, like don't let there be a second because then there will be a third. Exactly. Third time's a charm. (laughs) Oh, I shouldn't have said that. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I know. And what was that noise that came out of my mouth? (laughs) The first time... She tried choking him with a cord and smothering <gasps> him with a pillow. Oh my god, this isn't even just subtle attempts. Red flag. Yeah, more than a red flag. That flag is burning and... <laughs> he would later tell Judith, mm-hmm. quote, if anything happens to me, suspect my wife and son. Oh my god, and son. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Oh, no. He was a mama's boy. (laughs) Yes. He might have been named after daddy, but he was a mama's boy. Ooh, that's a good line. On March 29th, three days after he was reported missing, detectives found Don's head and limbs along the Blue Ridge Parkway in the neighboring county. Oh, man. I'm not sure how. They didn't say, but I'm assuming it's by someone walking their dog. (laughs) Right. I was going to say someone driving or walking stumbled upon those because if it's that far of a distance. What a nightmare. I also am curious how long it took them with 21 acres to find the burn area, you know? It sounds to me like it was right by the barn. Okay. And in the barn, they found the tub. The tub. Okay. Mm-hmm. I also, too, earlier was like, how big is this house? If it's his parents' house and they've got separate rooms and 31-year-old Don Jr.'s living there, mm-hmm. how big is this little resort? <laughs> it's definitely a farmhouse right an autopsy would reveal that don died from blunt force trauma to the head (sighs) sustaining multiple blows to the head and face yikes Gail was finally located on Wednesday, March 31st, 2004. She was wrapped up in a sheet and hiding in a crawl space beneath a storage shed on her neighbor's property. Oh my God. I thought you said wrapped up in a sheet and I was like, oh no, she's gone too. She was alive. She was just hiding. She was hiding. Oh man, what a classic. If I hide under my sheet, they won't find me. The monsters won't get me. (laughs) (laughs) What is she, two? I know. She said she had been there since the previous Saturday. She was conscious, speechless, and possibly suffering from hypothermia. Because this was March. Yeah. In the gash house, detectives found blood, hair, and flesh on the mattress of Don's bed. 
luminol revealed blood splatter on the walls and the ceiling. Oh, gross. Yes. A bloody mop and a bag that belonged to Don were found in that burn pit. Ugh, it always gets me how much blood comes out. Ugh. Uh, that it just splashes everywhere and mm-hmm. you need a mop yeah. to clean it up. I mean, it's sick to your stomach. Yeah. Investigators learned that Don had died an insurance policy. Oh. <laughs> Of $150,000. Oh. And and this provided motive. Oh, yeah. And what? Was it recently upped, you know? Recently increased. (laughs) (laughs) On April 1st, 2004, Gail was charged with first degree murder. On November 7th, 2006... So two years later? Two years later. Yeah. Almost three. Almost three. Well, yeah, two and a half years later, Gail pled guilty of second degree murder in the death of her husband, Mm -hmm. trying to avoid life in prison. Yeah. She took a plea deal and was sentenced between 50 and 18 years what for murder oh my god not only murder desecrating the body and tampering with evidence and mm-hmm. so many things 15 to 18 which is essentially 15 yes gail would tell a forensic psychiatrist that she beat her husband to death with a small log after a night of fighting and forced sex what she then cut up his body because it was too heavy to carry. She tried burning it before boxing the torso and dumping the remaining body parts. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The amount of time that goes into that. To so get divorced. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Just the number of steps. The number of things going back and forth. At what point are you like, yep. mm, let's keep going forward? For 150000 150,000. It's not worth it. Mm-mm. No. I mean, it was, no, still, it was what year? 2004? When she did it? Yeah. When was the murder, actually? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Sorry. No. I'm just wondering what the. March 26, 2004 was the murder. Yeah. So I'm wondering how much that is today. <laughs> 2004, that's only not even 20 years ago. Right. Don and Gail Gash were married for around 32 years and went through many ups and downs. To the outside world, they seemed like a happily married couple, but behind the scenes, the love had left them years before Gail beat Don to death and cut up his body. Yeah, beat him to death. But this was truly a life sentence for Gail Uh because four years into serving her prison sentence, Gail Gash died of natural causes on February 4th, 2010. Really? She was only 56 years old. Oh. And she's buried in an undisclosed location. Oh. Mm-hmm. That. I'm thinking because of the publicity of the murder. Did they ever implicate her son? No. Because he lived there too. He did. Yeah. And you would think that he would have heard something. Right. For them to find everything in the bedroom and then for her to be trucking from the house to the shed mm-hmm. back and forth having a bonfire. Yeah. Unless he was out at a bar. Or girlfriends. Or boyfriends. A friend. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, maybe he quote-unquote lived at home, but didn't actually stay there all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I just wonder why he said wife and son. Yes, me too. You know? That was a little like, oh. 
Exactly. Is that just to throw us off in this story? Exactly. Or is it true? Because she did, his car was used. His car was used. I don't know. I wonder. Okay. Well, that's crazy. Thank you for telling me. Oh, uh, my pleasure. <laughs> yes. Hope you enjoy your Monaco. I know, right? Now I'm like, I get to sip and enjoy the rest. Chug it. <laughs> <laughs> and it isn't super bubbly. It's not right? like I'm going to be burping every 12 seconds. It's it's really, it's really great drink. Highly recommend it. I kind of love when you know that kind of alcohol that's in it. You know, something about the hard seltzers. I'm like, what are you? Mm-hmm. You know, what about you? was alcoholic because it doesn't say anything was added here (laughs) (laughs) well these i bring two cans to my tar bar Mm -hmm. and i have a good time yeah exactly all right well uh make sure that you listen to your mothers and make good choices cheers Oh, and it's um $226,914. Yay, web search. Fun fact. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Sipping with Snapped is an independent podcast. So the best way you can support us is to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcast or Podchaser. This podcast is researched, written, and edited by us. I'm Mary the mom. I'm Kylie the daughter. Thank you to Caleb Cook for lending his musical talents for our theme music. And tune in next Wednesday for another Sipping with Snapped episode. Cheers! Cheers. Hey, Logan. Say I love you. (laughs) 